Welcome to Reflections from the Heart, presented by Stewardship, a mission of faith. Reflections from the Heart with your host, David Abel, is an outreach of Gospel Reflection, a ministry of Stewardship, a mission of faith. For the next 30 minutes, please join David as he breaks open the bread of life in the Gospel reading for Sunday's Mass. And as the same Holy Spirit who inspired the biblical writers, inspires us today with the truths he reveals to our hearts through his word. Now, here's David with Reflections from the Heart. Welcome, everyone, to another session of Reflections from the Heart. My name is David Abel. Today, I'm joined by Rob Longo, Tyler Russell, and Tom Terrace. Welcome, one and all. Good to be hey, here, Dave. Awesome, awesome. If everybody would take a moment and get their Bibles, we're going to turn to the Gospel of John, chapter 1, verses 1 through 5 and 9 through 14. But, Rob, before we break open the Word of God, the bread of life, can you invite the Holy Spirit into our hearts to help us see what we're to see and to hear what we're to hear? Absolutely. I would love to. Let's pray. In the name of the Father, Father Son, and the Son, Holy, Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Amen. Come, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. Fill our hearts with your love. Come, Holy Spirit. Fill our hearts with your wisdom and knowledge and understanding that the, the word that we will read will resonate in our hearts, will cause change in our lives to grow closer to you, and to be more generous in the way that we love every single person in our lives. Please, Lord, help us in a special way to prepare for Christmas, for you, for your birth. Help us to be your love, your light, your joy, your peace in every conversation, in every situation. Help our intentions to be pure. We love you, Lord. And we pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 In the name of the Father, Father Son, and the Son, Holy, Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Amen. And Tom, do you mind giving us a little gospel love today? Absolutely. Again, this was uh, John chapter 1, verses 1 through 5 and 9 through 14. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things came to be through him, and without him nothing came to be. What came to be through him was life, and this life was the light of the human race. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. The true light, which enlightens everyone, was coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world came to be through him, but the world did not know him. He came to what was his own, but his own people did not accept him. But to those who did accept him, he gave power to become children of God, to those who believe in his name, who were born not by natural generation, nor by human choice, nor by a man's decision, but of God. And the word became flesh and made his dwelling among us, and we saw his glory, the glory as of the Father's only Son, full of grace and truth, the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord, Lord Jesus, Jesus Christ. Christ. <clears throat> Tom, as you were as you were reading, I was thinking about uh, you know the the light came into the world and and how light shines in darkness and and just the power of just one one little match in a in a dark room you know just takes away the darkness. And I was thinking of one of the prayers in our in our prayer book that we have uh, the prayer for peace, right? And and Jesus is peace, and peace was born into the world, and um, and when he when you pray that prayer, it is a darkness 
and then a light overcoming that darkness. So if you guys want mine, as you're just reflecting on, on the gospel and as everybody's reflecting on the gospel, just to, you know, let's just pray this. Lord, make me an instrument of your peace. Where there is hatred, let me bring love. Where there is injury, let me bring forgiveness. Where there is discord, let me bring harmony. Where there is doubt, let me bring faith. Where there is despair, let me bring hope. Where there is darkness, let me bring light. Where there is sadness, let me bring joy. O Master, grant that I may not so much seek to be consoled as to console, to be understood as to understand, to be loved as to love. For it is in giving that we receive, it is in forgiving that we are forgiven, it is in dying that we are born to eternal life. Amen. And just Amen. look at this all like the darkness, right? The you know, talking about the injury, the discord, the doubt, the despair, the sadness, all darkness overcome by love, forgiveness, harmony, faith, hope, light, joy. And that's what this Christmas season's all about. It is, Rob, and that really ties into our gospel reading today because it talks about, you know, the Word. The Word in the beginning was the Word, and Word was with God, and the Word was God. And we go down further in the reading, and it said, The Word became flesh. I think that's so important to each of us because as you just shared that, Rob, it's so important for each of us to understand that we are called to enflesh the Word of God just as Jesus is the Word of God, the sacred scriptures of the Bible, which each of us should should delve into every day to grow closer in intimacy with our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, the Father and the Holy Spirit, we are then called to enflesh that Word so that we can then take out into the world that light, that light which emanates from our heart, that heart of God within us, a heart of mercy, a heart of compassion, a heart of love, that the world can taste true forgiveness, that the word that the world can see in us Christ living in us, with us, and through us. And I love it up above where it says, without him, nothing came to be. I think the key to our Christian journey is the key of humility. God put this ditty in my heart that the pathway of, to heaven is paved with the stepping stones of humility. When we realize we did nothing without God. It is Mary, Kakeatome, who was full of grace, that gave her yes to the Lord. Through the gift of the grace she received and her free will ability, she said her, yes, I'm all in. I'm the handmaid, the servant of the Lord. That's each and every one of our calling. God is always wooing us, his beloved, wooing up us into that eternal exchange of love. And our free will, we get to say our Yes, our yes to that invitation, to that eternal exchange of love, and then be that instrument God uses to take his love into the world, into our spouses, into our children, into our family members, our friends, our acquaintances, into our workplace, everywhere. But it all starts, as it did with Mary, with the invitation from God. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit to the banquet, the eternal exchange of love. And then let us give our fiat, our all in. I am the servant of the Lord. Jesus Christ came to do the will of the Father. That's it. That's our calling. 
our whole life's journey to do the will of the Father. Then he, when we give our yes, does all the good works. He's prepared in advance for us. He does them in us, through us, and with us. We don't do them on our own. It's awesome. I'm amazed in this uh, reading about the mystery and wisdom of God. Um, And I I go like to the old mass, they call it the extraordinary form. And after every Sunday, the last, before mass ends, they read this gospel every Sunday. And I think it's this particular gospel is called like the first gospel. So at the end of mass, they say the first gospel. And there's, as, as you were saying, there's like so many opposites in this, which makes me marvel at God's like wisdom and mystery, you know, like the the light and the darkness. And then, you know, the world uh, came to be through Jesus, but the world did not know him, you know, uh, and there's, there's just uh, so many other things in the Bible, for instance, like, um, you know, the, the tree, the wood, and then Jesus' cross. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, Mary saying, you know, the, the mighty will be thrown down and the lowly will be lifted up. So it just makes me step back and think like, wow, God is like, is he's just so amazing. Like he, just so many different things that you would never think of humanly. Mm-hmm. Like he does like the opposite a lot of the times. And I think also one last thing is um, the beginning, like the word beginning came through a couple of times. And I think whenever we're starting on a new endeavor, we're beginning something that we should go right to the word, right to God first and say, is this the direction you want me to go? You know, I'm beginning this new thing, whatever it is, is this, you know, your will. Because if if you, if we're, if we're just a half a degree off in the beginning of a journey (laughs) and we just continue, it's, you know, it's not going to work out too well. Right. So that's, that's a a great insight, Tom, that whenever we embark on anything, uh, you know, go to God, go to his word and, and in prayer, just discern, uh, don't don't rush too quickly into into making a decision or into choosing a path, but really pray, really pray. You know, and I, I also read here in the second paragraph, you know, but to those who do accept with our free will choice, we give our yes, we are then given the grace, the power to become children of God. That's such an important statement. Do we realize, as Jesus taught us, God is our Father, He teaches us how to pray, our Father. And we need to so importantly come to the Father as children. It was funny, when we broke up in the scripture verse earlier this week, as I was sharing this revelation that God is our Father, that we're to go to Him as our Father, as His children, and cry out to Him, I no sooner said those words than a baby fell, hurt himself, and cried out. His father immediately got up, picked up the baby, and started to coddle him and hold him. And everybody in the group, there must have been 45, 50 of us, I said, look, that's a parable. That's not an accident. God just gave us an image of exactly what I'm talking about. When we fall, when we hurt ourselves, we're called to cry out to the Father. And what does the Father do? Runs to our aids, comforts us. That's what's happening between that little child and that earthly father. All the more, that's what God, our Father, wants to do. He wants us to come to him as his children, cry out to him. It's when we become stubborn or thinking we can do it, we can overcome it, we really don't want to do that, we don't want to go to God, we can do it. That's pride. That's arrogance. God wants to nurture us, to love us, to help us, to heal us. 
go to him as our father through Jesus Christ. I love it. So I'm, you know what, Lord? Help me to be the child. Because the Lord says in the sacred scriptures that unless you become like one of these little children, you can't enter the kingdom of heaven. You can't see it. You can't enter it. So, Lord, please help me. Help me to be that adopted son, that adopted daughter. Jesus Christ paid the price to open the gates of heaven. Accept the gift at this season, at this Christmas season. Accept the gift of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Prepare the manger of your hearts to receive him and then receive that power, that power that enables us to be that light to the world, another Christ to the world, in, through, and with him, not of our own power. That reminds me of what you just described, David, as uh, going to confession, you know, that not to be afraid that God wants to meet you there and heal whatever wounds you may have had, like that little, chil- that little child who fell down and the father just wants to grab him and forgive him, not forgive him, but heal him, you know. So I think everything you just said just reminded me of confession mm-hmm. going to confession. And you know, the enemy uses fear as a tool to keep us from that great gift, that sacrament which Jesus Christ passed on right there to the apostles when he said, whose sins you're forgiven are forgiven, whose sins you retain are retained. He blew on them, gave them the Holy Spirit, that gift, and then with the laying of the hands from the bishops on down to the priests, that gift has been passed on. And you know what? For 30 years, I didn't go to confession because I was afraid. I didn't rem- couldn't remember the words, and I certainly didn't want to confess my sins to someone else. But you see, that wasn't God. God knew all my sins. He not only knew them, he was there. He saw them. That confession is for me to purge it, to get it out. And sacred scripture commands us, confess your sins to one another. But that doesn't mean go to every Tom, Dick, and Harry or any, anybody and just tell everybody your sins. God gave us a gift in the sacrament of reconciliation, the gift of the priesthood, where we have a safe place to confess our sins, and then through the grace of God, working in, through, and with that priest, God flows his mercy, his compassion, his forgiveness through to us so that we are made clean again, babes again, children again, all tidied up and cleaned up from our (laughs) boo-boos. Well, what struck my attention is the fact that light extinguishes darkness, no matter what situation or circumstance that you are in, you must know that Jesus is light and he is in all things and that he will never leave you nor forsake you. We've been in a lot of dark situations like lack of finances or children going astray, illnesses, heartaches and heartbreak. We've been in the stronghold of anger, confusion and fear and anxiety. Whatever your dark situation is, I just want you to be encouraged with this scripture, Romans 8.28, that says, For all things work together for the good of them that love the Lord and are called according to their purpose. You just have to, sometimes you have to encourage yourself in the world, and no matter what you go through, know that God is with you. And David said, he said, If I make my bed in hell, the Lord is there. Say, Behold, God, you are there. Everywhere I go, everywhere I turn, you just can't escape him. So just want to encourage you to know that 
light extinguishes darkness and God is with you in all forms of darkness. He is there, but you must remain faithful to him and live a holy life before him. And he's not going to hold anything back from you. That's what the word says in Psalms chapter 84, verse 11, the second part of it. He says, if you walk upright before me, if you are righteous, I will give you good things. No good thing would I withhold from them to walk uprightly. Beautiful, Tyler. Beautiful. And, and the key to being set free is the key of David, Jesus Christ. The prison cell's locked from the inside. We're in there. He's the key. He's called the key of David. If we just ask for the gift, he gives it to us freely. It doesn't cost money. We don't have to perform for it. And then use it. Use it to open that cell of addiction, of unforgiveness, of past bitterness and hurts, and let God set you free. Think of this. Jesus Christ came into this world for the very purpose of giving his life for you. Don't reject the gift. Receive the gift today. It's never too late. It's the enemy who doesn't want you to say your yes. It's the enemy who doesn't want you to be set free. All things are possible with God. All things are possible with God. Nothing is impossible. And he knows everything you did. And he loves you just the same, equally. He wants to set you free. He gave you the greatest gift he could give you, his very self in his son. Receive him today in the mangers of your heart. Would that also remind me about when you're speaking just now, David, and you talk about us having the keys um, in Matthew, Jesus said that, For I have given you the keys to the kingdom, and whatsoever thou shalt bound on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatsoever thou shalt loose on earth shall be loose in heaven. That just remind me of the authority that Jesus gave us on this earth. Whatever you speak in prayer and you bring forth in the earthly realm, it's going to happen in the spiritual realm. So that just remind me of that authority that was given by Jesus Christ to man. Absolutely. And that key is, again, for us. When we have unforgiveness for somebody, we hold the key. The key is Christ. When we use it, we not only put prayer to that person, but we get set free. So, again, go to the Lord, ask for the gift, and be set free. The, the word true uh, precedes light, the true light, which enlightens everyone. And there's so many people, myself included, in certain part times in our lives that we go after the glitz and the glitter, you know, the, you know, the shiny things and, you know, get distracted with whatever's, you know, the next best thing going on. Um, that's not the true light, right? You might find a momentary pleasure in whatever that thing is, uh, but that's not the joy, the deep abiding joy that God wants to give us. That in the midst of confusion, in the midst of heartache, in the midst of just horrible situations, financial difficulty, in the midst of all the stuff that, Tyler, that you that you listed earlier, right? That yeah. we can still have joy. That we can still have joy if we follow the true light and if we seek him. You know, Jeremiah 29, 11 talks about God and his purpose. And a lot of folks stop right after, you know, friend, uh, friend, oh, well, the plans I have for you, says the Lord, you know, plans for your welfare, not for woe, to give you a future full of hope. But then it continues, if you search for me, if you seek me with all your heart, if you, if you, but it, there's, there's ifs, if, if, like we have to seek him, right? We have to give our, as you said, David earlier, our, our acceptance, our yes. And then he said, you will find me, right? So we have to be all in 
and seek the Lord, seek that true light in every aspect of our lives, just just to be on that, you know, that um, that 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 search for the Lord and everything. And think about this: God the Father wants to use you, His precious sons and daughters, which He delights in. He wants to use you, just as He used Mother Mary, coupled with Jesus on His mission commissioned with him in the salvation of souls. And I think about my mother, two weeks before she passed, sitting in her room, and she had so much, so many wounds throughout her life and anger and bitterness. But every time she would reject me throughout the visits, throughout the time with her, I'd always tell her, I love you, mother. And she would always say, I know you do, David. And two weeks before she passed, there was a special God moment where she said to me, David, I want what you have. She saw in me the light. And I said, oh, dear mother, you can have what I have. And I took her hand and we prayed a prayer. And my mother said, oh, David, pray it slowly because I want to pray every word. I want to invite Jesus into every wound. And when we finished that prayer, My mother said, oh, David, I don't think I'll be able to sleep tonight. Oh, I said, oh, no problem, mother. Mm -hmm. I said, I'll sit right here with you. Well, next thing I know, I look over. She's asleep, snoring. I'm asleep, snoring. I had just woken up. And so I ended up going home. But you know what the nurses told me? For the last two weeks of her life, she was filled with peace and joy and love. Mm -hmm. She was ready to go home. But it took that special moment, that moment of grace. And you see that ends in the bottom line. And I think it's very important the way we read this. As the Father's only Son, full of grace and truth. You see, grace came before truth in sacred scripture, I think, for a reason. Because we can have a lot of truth in us. And we can wound people with that truth if we aren't full of grace. Grace is God's gift of mercy, of compassion, of understanding, of love, so that when we do deliver truth, it's received, it's palatable. For my mother, I could have told her, you need to forgive mother, you need to not be bitter, you need to this, you need to that. Those are all truths. She wouldn't have received them. But when she saw the grace of God emanating from me, oh, that's what she wanted, that gift. And so for me, grace and truth, you can't separate them Because truth is Christ. Truth is God. And we must have the grace to be able to deliver the messages of truth, always with love and humility. So I think it's so important, ladies and gentlemen, as we walk our walk and our journey, give the people the grace. Don't look at their sins. Look at the child that God created. Because God formed every human being in the womb of their mother He knitted every soul in that womb. They're all children of God that the world has distorted, contorted, twisted, and wounded. So let's look at the little child and see them the way God does. Let's see Jesus in their hearts. And let's blow that gift of grace, that gift of love, the gift of the Holy Spirit on that little ember that's in their hearts, which creates that fire, which creates that conversion. And if you look at the, the word grace and the opportunity that we have to receive grace, um, 
just just look at this. I'm just thinking of the sacraments, right? What, what is a sacrament? An outward sign instituted by Christ to give grace, right? It's like that God isn't bound by the sacraments. The sacraments are for us. And some people say, well, you know, if I can go anywhere or, or you know, God loves me just the way I am and you know, why do I need the sacraments? And, you know, it's like, well, yeah, God loves you. <laughs> he can't love you anymore, right? He loves you. The sacraments are for you. This life isn't a cakewalk, right? That we're all going to be tempted. We're all going to be have opportunity to turn away from him at any time. We need to be, you know, we need to have that grace available to us. So the gift of the sacraments is just an amazing, amazing gift from God, you know, to receive his body and blood, soul and divinity in the Eucharist, to go to him in confession, to receive the anointing of the sick, um, you know, to, to receive the grace that God wants to give us so we can live the life that he wants us to live. Absolutely. And I love this part here. The Word became flesh and made His dwelling with us, among us. When we reflect on that, the Word did become flesh. And He invites us as Catholics every day to consume that very flesh. Jesus Christ defines that flesh when He says in sacred Scripture, the bread that I will give is my flesh for the life of the world. Do we as Catholics realize that in every tabernacle, in every Catholic church, everywhere in this world, Christ, Jesus Christ, is fully present? Do you realize and do we realize that he offers us his body, blood, soul, and divinity every day at every Mass in word and in flesh, in reality, in the Eucharist, because I was at a football game this weekend in Denver, Colorado, at minus 24-degree wind chill, <laughs> standing in the snow, and I looked around, 74,600 people attended a football game for three hours in minus 24-degree weather that night before, 15 degrees on the, on the thermometer below zero, and I'm thinking, would this many people turn out for a, a daily mass, a Sunday mass? Do they realize God the God of the universe, the God who created them, is fully present there. You know what? When we as Catholics wake up to that reality, the whole world will see the light. I'm going to repeat that. When we as Catholics wake up to that reality and truly go out of our way to go and meet the Lord and receive him into us and greet him and take time with him, the whole world will be drawn to that one light. Ladies and gentlemen, this time of Christmas season, let's open up the manger of our hearts, hear the knock of the Lord, and welcome him in, and then take him to those in need. Be lights to the world in this special season, instruments in the healing of the one body of Christ. May God bless you. Grace goes before truth, and they're inseparable. God bless you, one and all. Reflections from the Heart has been presented by Stewardship, a Mission of Faith. We hope that you've been blessed and encouraged as you listen to Reflections from the Heart. If so, you might consider participating in a Gospel Reflection Group. For information on locations and times of Gospel Reflection Groups, or how to start a Gospel Reflection Group in your area, please visit our website at stewardshipmission.org and click on Gospel Reflection Groups. 
or call us at 717-367-0100. Stewardship, a mission of faith, is a 501c3 nonprofit organization and depends on donations from people like you to make Reflections from the Heart possible. If you enjoyed this broadcast, please prayerfully consider making a tax-deductible donation by visiting our website or calling us at 717-367-0100. On behalf of David and the staff here at Stewardship, a Mission of Faith, thank you for listening. And until next time, may God bless, protect, and guide you on your journey home to Him.